where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. This morning we're starting a new sermon series on blessings. And this morning's theme is words of blessings. And I love the stories that friends have shared over the years of their mom typically, but sometimes their father lining up the kids before a family trip, throwing holy water on them, and essentially blessing them for the journey. And they tease about, you know, they would throw it on us, but um, there are other stories where it's just very meaningly placed on the forehead with the sign of a cross. And it's a moment of pause before leaving the house. There are traditions, and perhaps you're from these traditions, where blessed water and rosaries and prayer beads and medals are important. Traditions of blessing homes and animals. Blessings at the beginning and the end of life. Every week, we offer words of blessings at the end of the service. We've been singing them lately, but we still offer spoken words of blessing. There are blessings offered at baptisms, at communions, at weddings. When people leave this community, we have a beautiful tradition of offering a blessing. It seems as though we're sort of surrounded by blessings. But I have to tell you that the blessings that stand out for me in my life are really the three simple words that are often associated with sneezes. They're the ones that have caught me by surprise and caused me to pause. When in a place where I wasn't expecting it, someone would say, God bless you. And it's often a very quiet, almost a whisper, God bless you. Our eyes often meet, and you even saw me do this, God bless you. The places where this happened can all be explained in the context of vulnerability and risk. Places where I have seen extreme poverty. Places where I have acknowledged another person when the flow of traffic would make it easier to just walk by. Places where I didn't know what to expect. And yet the presence of God's spirit was as clear as day. And I physically felt something inside me shift. The situations I'm talking about were service trips in Appalachia, in New York City putting money in a cup, a soup kitchen putting food on a plate, 
and just last week at the safe storage giveaway. God's spirit was present. And I've come to recognize those moments as Jesus Christ being present as well. You know how we're taught to look for the glimpse of the risen one among us? And that risen one appears to us in people in places that we don't expect. That's where we can say, I have seen the risen Christ. And the words, God bless you. Touch places that often aren't, that I'm often not even aware of. What are your stories of blessing? What are the blessings that stand out in your mind or in your heart that still live in your body? When we share our stories and experiences, we realize our participation in the power to bless, to heal, and to renew each other. Maybe you've been the one that says, God bless you. John O'Donohue wrote a book of blessings. It's really one of my favorite books. I turn to it often. And he says that a blessing is a gracious invocation. It can open doors, and it can bring healing. And he has a gift for words um, that, that I, have, I have felt an opening in reading some of his words as well. And I'm going to share some with you later, and maybe, maybe you'll experience that as well. But the language of invocation is a calling forth, something that is within and something that is at work. It's relational. There's someone offering the blessing. There's someone receiving it. And there's God's spirit, which is the subtle and the not-so-subtle presence and energy behind every blessing. Biblical letters often begin and end with words of invocation or words of blessing. The peace of Christ be with you, for example. And this is the case in Paul's letter to Philemon. It's a very short letter, and it's also very personal, his most personal letter of all. And just to give you the context, it's addressed to someone named Philemon who owned many slaves. And Onesimus, one of the slaves, had run away and had befriended Paul. And a runaway, an enslaved person who runs away would often face uh, severe consequences. And there was Paul who was serving in this capacity as a mediator, if you will. And Paul's writing this from prison. But Paul and Philemon are said to be good friends. And what Paul says to Philemon about Onesimus is, welcome him as you would welcome me. 
not as a slave or one who is enslaved, but as a brother. And let me tell you, this is pretty serious stuff. Reversing generations of caste and privilege. And Paul states his case. You know, Paul's the one who wrote in a different letter that in Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, because we are one in Christ. And so he's, he's asking his friend to recognize that Onesimus is also a brother in Christ and that they are one. He uses all of his capital as a friend on this. He puts it on the line. And he also calls upon God's spirit because this is how the letter begins. May grace and peace from God and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. It's a very standard kind of greeting. But after making this case for Onesimus, Here's how it ends, and I want you to hear the difference. So here's the beginning again. May grace and peace from God and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. You got that? Here's how it ends. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. No peace. Because this letter would not lead to peace. It would lead to discord within Philemon, he would be conflicted. I'm hearing from a friend. I'm being asked to love this formerly enslaved person, this runaway slave as a brother. So there is no peace. But Paul is calling upon God's grace. And also the distinction May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And that's what I love. I love talking about and hearing about how grace works with our spirit. Grace is the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why several weeks ago when I said, you know, we are not the ones who change people's minds and hearts. The spirit does. It could be that we said the exact right thing at the exact right time, but we're still not the ones who made that change. We're probably the 10th to 100th person to say those things. But suddenly something in the spirit shifts. And while we're a part of it because it's personal, it's the spirit's work. Anne Lamott says this beautifully. She says, grace meets us where we are and doesn't leave us there. On Sunday mornings, I often say, and in meetings even, let's see what the Spirit will do. That's another way of saying, may the grace of God that is with you and for you and before you rest upon you and be at work with you. You can see why I just say, let's see what the Spirit would do, right? It's a little faster. (laughs) But it's the same thing. May the grace of God's spirit be with your spirit. 
Paul says to his friend. And I'd add, especially in the vulnerable places and spaces, or the places where we want to deny vulnerability. Think about the postures that deny vulnerability, that try to keep it at bay, when really the blessed place is the place where we are vulnerable. And we do see another that may be very different from us. Places like where there is fear and uncertainty, may there be grace. Where there is disappointment and despair, may there be grace. Where there is defensiveness or discord, may there be grace. Where there is struggle and resistance, may there be grace. Where there is control and confusion, may there be grace. Where there is injury and injustice, may there be grace. And I typed that out and retyped it five or six times. Like, should it be, may there be grace, or there is grace? I just, does it matter? I have this thing in my head where blessings use the word may. May there be but an equally valid blessing is there is an acknowledgement of what is. And there's other language too. There's a hymn um, that also talks about this. So many hymns that actually talk about the work of grace, the work of God's spirit, the work of blessings. In the prayer and plea of this song, we hear, lead us from death to life, from falsehood to truth, from despair to hope, from fear to trust. Lead us from hate to love, from war to peace, 